But I always say this, setting up a short-term rental for me, I feel like is almost like being in labor. (laughs) Are you looking to create more money, more options, and more fun? Hi, I'm Chris McCarron. And each week, my guests and I will share our experiences with real estate investing and do our best to help empower you to start creating wealth yourself. Welcome to Women Creating Wealth. If you're ready to get started, visit womencreatingwealth.net. For now, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to Women Creating Wealth, the show where we show you how to make more money, more options, and more fun. Today, we have a really fun episode for you because Stacey St. John is with us. And Stacy is a master in some of the things that we've been talking about all this time. Stacey St. John is a real estate investor, and she helps women build wealth through short-term rentals without having to sacrifice their family, their free time, or assuming we have it, our sanity. (laughs) You can't restore it. I understand that. (laughs) An important detail at that. (laughs) A disclaimer. (laughs) Stacey, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh my gosh. That's such a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited because you are, you know, I've been telling everyone all this time, short-term rentals are just, they're so easy to get into. It's just such a low barrier to entry, right? Cause you could literally just take the weekend off and rent your house and not do anything else except maybe lock up your valuables. And, and then you're, you're a short-term rental person. And it, to me, I feel like it's a little addictive, right? Once you start doing it, you're like, wow, that was so easy. I, it paid for my whole vacation. Oh, wow. So will you tell us from your perspective, first of all, how did you get in, interested in short-term rentals? Sure. So I actually started my real estate investing journey in the long-term rental side. And in fact, I got into real estate to begin with completely by accident. We had purchased a property in Florida for my son to live in while he was attending college. And uh, it was a condo. um, And, you know, of course, my husband and I thought, well, heck, you know, we can go down and visit and have a place to stay. Um, and long story short, we had closed on the property and a few weeks later, our son came to us and said, you know, gosh, I don't really think I'm ready to move yet. You know, <laughs> we were but like, honey, we're ready um, for you to move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, excuse me, but could you have mentioned this before, uh, we just bought this property long story short. So we decided to get a property manager and rent out that condo. Um, Fast forward a few months, we started making money and my husband and I were looking at each other saying, well, hey, wait a minute here. If we're making money doing this, let's really dive in and explore how we can do this more. So we started purchasing long-term rentals. I was doing some flips and wholesaling. I got my real estate license here in Ohio where I live. And really excited about this path that we were on in the world of long-term rentals. And then COVID hit. Everything really shifted for us because we started realizing, number one, that all of these eviction moratoriums were popping up everywhere. And obviously they did not favor the landlord. And we started really thinking about does it make sense for us to purchase another property where someone could live in our property 
potentially for free, not be required to pay us. And we have no recourse, right? You know? And so we had been talking about getting a short-term rental at some point in time. And that Mm -hmm. point in time was just moved up. And so (laughs) we had decided to shift and pivot our strategy and buy a short-term rental to kind of see what it was like and see if it's something we would enjoy. And to your earlier point, it was so addictive, uh, (laughs) so fun. And there are so many benefits to it that we didn't even anticipate at the time. But I always say this, setting up a short-term rental for me, I feel like is almost like being in labor. (laughs) So, you know, you have this horribly not so fun experience with the stress of getting a property launched. And then you have that baby and you look at it and you go, Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. It's so perfect. I want another one, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that's a little bit about my story. Beautiful. It's, it's perfect. It's, it's absolutely perfect. So Stacy, when you were getting ready to like, think about doing, even, even when you started your long-term rental journey, do, do, were, were there any fears? Were there any trepidation, anything that sort of was potentially, I mean, you had to do it in a way, but was there anything that was sort of making you feel uncomfortable about doing it? Oh, heck yeah. I mean, when I first started out and I think especially with short-term rentals, but, you know, thinking back to it, it, it did impact me with my long-term rentals as well. Number one, the fear that I was going to do something wrong or mess something up. Um, You know, thinking about our financial investment, we purchased that first long-term rental again, you know, by accident, if you will. But I realized very quickly, whoa, there's a lot to learn when we want to do this strategically. And so it was, nine months before we purchased another long-term rental because I wanted to soak in as much knowledge as possible. When we decided to pivot into short-term rentals, again, COVID hit the U.S. in full force in March of 2020. We did not actually launch our first property until the fall of that year. I spent that entire spring and summer educating myself and learning the ropes. And even at that, I still learn something brand new each and every day, right? I definitely think for women, especially so many of us are perfectionists and it's really easy to get caught up in analysis paralysis is what I call it, or the fear of making a mistake. So we're just going to keep sitting on the sidelines Um, I think it's obviously incredibly important to arm yourself with information and education and make strategic decisions that align with your visions and your goals. But at the same time, don't let perfectionism or fear get in your way and be as proactive as possible to learn how to get rid of those things out of your life. Because perfectionism and fear neither one are going to serve you well. (laughs) And that's so true, right? Just really just do it. But, but you're right. So what kinds of things did you do in that time to educate yourself on, on specifically on the short-term rental? Yeah. On the short-term rental side, I probably started my journey a little bit different than most people. 
when I first started, again, I was working full-time in the corporate world. Um, I really, really wanted to educate myself on, you know, selecting the right market, understanding what people look for in a short-term rental, understanding um, kind of best practices. But at the end of the day, I knew that I was going to be challenged with time because I had a very demanding corporate job. And so when I started out, I knew this is where I am today and this is where I want to go, but I had to very quickly strategize and surround myself with people who knew a heck of a lot more than I did. Right. And so when I started out, I started with a third party property manager. I did not self-manage, um, on my own. And so when I started with that property manager, again, a ton of learnings, a ton of um, size of relief as well, because there were certain things that would come up that I knew that my property manager was taking care of for me. And I appreciated that. After several months, I realized that for me personally, um, what I was receiving as an owner of a property, the level of quality and transparency that I was expecting from my property manager wasn't in line with what I expected. And so I realized that, hmm, I might need to start managing my own property. And so I had to figure out how I was going to do that, right? And so learning about self-management, learning about building a team of people, uh, much different than a property manager, but again, surrounding yourself with the right people, boots on the ground. Um, so that was incredibly important to learn that process. And then to this day, you know, I personally um, have now started a boutique property management firm in the very same market that I started in. And I've got a robust team around me. I think what I learn each and every day are people do some silly things sometimes. And it's really important that we know the right strategies or create an environment where we can brainstorm the right strategies to deal with situations that come up. Number two, sometimes I am very surprised at some of the moves that Airbnb makes, right? And so learning how to protect ourselves almost against Airbnb sometimes, and I hate to say that, but sometimes they make decisions that favor our guests without having all of the information about a situation. And so being strategic and really learning how to proactively deal with those risks, I think is super duper important. I know that was a really long-winded answer, but I could go on and on. I might put your listeners to sleep. I'll pause there. <laughs> and <laughs> well, let me ask about location. Did you end up purchasing your short-term rental near to where you live? No. So my short-term rentals, the vast majority of them are about 11 hours away from where I live. So I manage all of them remotely. And my property management firm is there in South Carolina. I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. My properties are in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You chose that based on the research that you had done about what's a popular area. 
Right. I, you know, we sat down and this is something I always teach my students too. There's no right or wrong answer when it comes to what your market is or uh, should be. And so for us, we had a very specific desire. We wanted to buy a beach property. And if you would have asked me five years ago, hey, you know, how about you own a property on the beach? I would have probably laughed and said, that sounds amazing, but I don't know how in the heck I'm going to do that, right? So we were looking at property on the beach. We had a very specific budget that we were looking for. And we were looking for a specific type of beach market. So we outlined our parameters and then got to work in doing research to kind of determine what markets were going to be good for us. And we narrowed it down to a select few. And again, spent a lot of time researching to ultimately determine that Myrtle Beach was going to be um, where we landed. That brings up really an excellent point, because one of the best things I think about short-term rentals is that you buy the property at a place you want to visit. And then you've got this great tax write-off when you go check on your property and you have a great excuse to go and you can block it off or you just find, oh, gee, look, nobody's here this weekend. Let's go, right? Let's have a great getaway. So, (laughs) Amen. You know, I usually go down and check on my properties about once a month. And every time I'm driving there, I'm thinking, oh, darn, I have to take a tax-free trip to the beach. Poor me. <laughs> yes, it's, uh, it's certainly something that um, feels surreal sometimes. But I also just want to mention to folks, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing it in your backyard either. You know, that each type of strategy that you choose, whether it's managing or owning a property far away or managing or own owning a property close to home, they each are going to come with pros and cons. And so again, really, really sit down and think about what's important to you and what your life can handle right now. You know, there's always an evolution. I'm I'm super passionate about continuous improvement and always upping your game. So there might be a time in the future where, you know, you want to expand your horizons um, and think about other markets, but I would definitely sit down and make a list of what's important to you right now and what feels right with, with where you are in your life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely worth knowing what your long-term goals are. Like someday I want to be able to take my weekends and, you know, exactly as you're doing. I want to take one weekend a month and just go to the beach and get a tax write-off for it. And, but that might not be realistic with where your life is right now. So put it in your backyard, right? Put a tent up in your backyard and rent that out. But then use that money to do something fun, right? Use that, that's money you wouldn't have had, take half of it and save it and take the other half and have a great time doing something fun. So I 100%, you want to be intentional. What does your life look like today? And what would you like it to look like? And what are the steps to get you there? Absolutely. when When you're working with your students, is that sort of one of the first things that everyone has to sit down and do together? It's the very first thing. So You know, I always talk about reverse engineering your success. And I think that is a a great thought for many people, but it's a thought. 
And when you really put pen to paper, there is a defined strategy about what your future state looks like, where you are today, and developing a plan to get you there. Will your plan potentially change? Maybe, you know. Um, will things happen that you don't expect or plan for? Heck yeah. Um, but I think more important than anything, unless you have a specific plan, you're probably not going to achieve what you want, right? And so what's that old saying? Plan to fail, fail to plan and plan to fail, right? I think that's really, really important to remember. So that reverse engineering process, if you will, is something I am very passionate about. And it is the first thing we do uh, when we get together with students. Yeah, there's another expression I love, which is if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. Right? <laughs> so who cares what you do, right? You're just going to end up someplace. And that's right. You might not like it, but it's if you don't have a map, <laughs> what possible hope do you have to end up wherever you think you might want to go? And can we talk about that a little more? Because I think that that is such an important thing for folks to remember, not only when it comes to our investments or our businesses, but our mindset as well. You know, a lot of folks go through each and every day thinking that life happens to them. And I look at things very differently. I look at life as a series of choices. Uh, sometimes we make really good choices and sometimes we make really bad choices. Um, but I think what's more important to remember is, is our, we can train our brains for success. And it's about learning the right habits, learning the right skills, learning how your mind works and actually wiring your mind to develop into the type of person that you want to be. I think that that's also really important to remember. And a lot of folks probably think I'm a little cray cray when I talk about that, but I can tell you firsthand um, that that has been absolutely huge in my own life. Yeah, I know all that touchy-feely stuff that nobody wants to hear, but it does work. <laughs> because it if you don't, well, we were I was actually talking to someone about this the other day from someone who they were talking about someone who can't accept a compliment. And I said, you know, if you have no self-esteem and someone says something nice to you, you think they're just blowing smoke up your dress, you know? You 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 can't accept it. And it's the same way when potential wealth comes to you. You see an opportunity, but you just think that in some level you don't deserve it or Right. And so you just pass it by and mm -hmm. there goes that opportunity. Right. I mean, you may get another one and you probably will, you probably get one every single day, but until you can laser in and notice it and recognize it. Absolutely. And I, I also think too, so much of that is pre-programmed into our subconscious. And so learning how to get rid of limiting beliefs, learning how to develop self-esteem, again, it's a skill and it absolutely can be done. So if someone is listening to this thinking, well, that's great if they're telling me that someone else has self-esteem, but if I don't have it, how do I get it? I can tell you, you know, a, there are plenty of books out there, podcasts, 
um, different resources for you to understand number one, why you are the way you are. And there's nothing wrong with how you are. Uh, and number two, how you can train your mind to achieve what you want it to. I read somewhere, I don't know if it was Brian Tracy or who it was, it said, you know, if you want to build your self-confidence, you set a goal and you achieve it. You set a goal and you achieve it. And each time you do that, you're just evolving and developing that self-confidence that's going to allow you to make a bigger goal and a, mm -hmm. and a bigger, mm -hmm. you know, impact, if you will, and a bigger yeah. step toward your your goals and your big, you know, your big, beautiful life that you've been kind of blue skying. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, I also think too, it's important to be choiceful about who you're spending time with. Um, so often our friends and our loved ones aren't necessarily kind to us as people. Um, and so really be thinking about too, is this person lifting me up this person that I'm choosing to go to lunch with, you know, once a week or this group of friends I get together and, you know, play cards with, or whatever the case might be. Um, sometimes we can't pick our family members, but, uh, we can pick who we hang out with and spend time with. And so I think also protecting your sphere and the folks who are, you know, have a place in your life and making sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are lifting you up and encouraging you instead of saying, well, why are you doing that short-term rental thing? You're never going to, how you don't have time for that. You're never going to be successful. Now's not the right time to be in real estate. I mean, there are going to be naysayers out the wazoo, right? So I think it's important not to hang out with those naysayers, at least in my world. Well, it, absolutely, Stacy. That's a super point because, and they are doing it oftentimes out of love. They're trying to protect you. They don't want to see you fail. They don't want you to get hurt. They don't want you to lose money. So they're really, you know, they, they're doing it from a place of love, but they don't realize how they're just holding on to your coattails as you're trying to soar and are soaring, right? You are actually soaring because sometimes also that makes them uncomfortable thinking, you know, where will my place be in this new person, in this person's new life? Because they're so much, you know, they're evolving, right? When people, right. when you're changing and people get nervous. That's right. And the other thing too, is they are basing that determination out of their own limiting beliefs, right? And so exactly. I'm sorry, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so you don't need to, you know, clouding my day with your own limiting beliefs. Um, and, you know, obviously we want to say that with love and kindness and gentleness. Um, but I also think it's really important to help uh, educate other people on why it's important to be a positive influence and encouraging and making someone feel special and good um, instead of, of tearing them down, you know? Exactly. I could talk about this stuff all day long, but I'm sure you have other questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, just to echo that, I think when you're, when you're, when you're talking about, so if you even, if it even makes sense to talk about what you're doing with everybody, right. It may not make sense to bring that up with everyone because of their own fears and things. But also if you're talking to someone who's already succeeded where you're trying to go and they say to you, mm, there might be a better way to do that. That's advice that you can listen to. But if it's someone who hasn't ever got off the couch and you're talking about a trip to Europe, 
they're, they're just not going to have the information for you that's going to be helpful, right? Most likely they're not going to, whatever they share is not going to get you one step closer to that trip to Europe, right? They don't know anything about international travel. They're not going to be able to tell you you need to get your passport in advance, right? It, it's just choose people to bounce your ideas off that actually are going to have some useful experience that they can share. Absolutely. Absolutely. Stacey, I'm curious, are you part of any sort of mastermind groups or anything? Oh, yes. So (laughs) of course I am. So I am all about, you know, again, surrounding myself with people who have been there, done that. And so I am in a couple of different masterminds. Um, One is uh, by a gentleman by the name of Mike Shogren. He runs STR Secrets, been hugely impactful on my journey and so appreciate him. I'm also part of my local real estate community. I'm obviously passionate about connecting with people all over the country and all over the world, but I I also adore being able to connect with my, my local fellow real estate investors as well. So I'm definitely a part of something here locally. And then I run a couple of different programs that I consider myself a part of um, that mastermind as well, because it's really, really important for me. um, You know, you learn through educating other people as well. Um, And so that's something that's very rewarding to me too. It's true. Sometimes people ask a question and you like instinctively, you think, you know, the answer, but then when you start to explain it, you're like, Hmm. There's more to this. I could dig deep, more deeply into this and learn something myself. Absolutely. And so many people have different life experiences and different perspectives. And I I hope it's okay for me to say this, but, you know, I have a Facebook group for women in short-term rentals and we eat, sleep, breathe, and talk short-term rentals each and every day, which is amazing. But I love seeing the questions that are posed there and seeing all the different types of answers that come in again from women with different experiences in life and in their careers that help shape their answers, different experiences or a length of time being a a host in short-term rentals. Um, So I love learning through that too, just by other people's questions and answers. That's like a virtual mastermind. Absolutely. Because like you say, you get all these great answers and you're like, oh, look at this great, you know, things I never thought of. Yeah. Absolutely. Stacy, I can't believe how fast our time has gone, but first of all, let me ask you, before I ask you how people can get in touch with you, let me ask you if there's a question that you wish I would have asked you that we just didn't touch upon. I think you've done such a great job. I just want to applaud you for what you're doing, you know, to bring education to women and to support them and their own wealth building journey. I think that women supporting other women is so impactful in so many ways. I know for me personally, and I'm sure you experience this in the same way where there is just something that innately feels good when you can help someone else. So no question, but I just want to applaud you for, for what you're doing as well. 
Thank you, Stacy. I'm right back at you. <laughs> I love that. It, you know, you could have just done your own thing and been successful, but you said, no, you know, I, this was such a great journey. I want to share this with other women who can, who can do the same and, and have that liberation, that lifestyle that just allows you to do what, whatever, really, you know, whatever you dream you can do. So fantastic. So Stacey, let's say that somebody wanted to join your Facebook group or learn more from you. How would they, I mean, we're going to put this in the show notes as well, but just, you know, in case someone wants to do it right this second, tell us what's the best way for people to reach out to you. Sure. So my own personal website is stacystjohn.com and I spell my name S-T-A-C-E-Y-S-T-J-O-H-N.com. Uh, and through that website, you can find my Facebook group, or of course you can find me directly on Facebook, which is called female short-term rental investors. And through either the Facebook group or my own personal website, you can also get in touch with free training and masterclasses and resources. Uh, if short-term rentals is your thing, I would absolutely love to be connected with you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Stacey. I, I love talking with you. I feel like we could talk for another hour, but maybe you can come back again sometime. I would love it. I would Excellent. love it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And this show is actually going to air. This will be, I think the first show in the new year or maybe the second. So maybe give people a, a 2023 message in closing. What, what would you Ooh. say to people? I'm going to say 2023 can absolutely be a year for you that changes your life as long as you have a plan to make that happen. So wherever you are on your journey today, it's exactly where you need to be, but the sky is the limit. Amen to that. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Women Creating Wealth. For more info, be sure to check out womencreatingwealth.net. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and consider sharing the wealth with someone else who might enjoy it. See you next week.